Hey everyone, you are listening to the Shadow Arts Experiment podcast, brought to you by the Playful Wellness Community, and I'm your host, Josh Bell. With my co-host, Gabby Curry, we journey together through Julia Cameron's The Artist's Way, and through morning pages, artist states, soul-searching, and affirmations, we will help all of us open up the doors to our own inner creative artists. Hey everybody, and welcome to the Shadow Artist Experiment. I'm your host, Josh Bell, and with me, as always, is the lovely Gabby. Hi! If uh, you didn't notice, I'm just going to stop saying your last name. Oh, <laughs> okay. So, yes, query. Query. With an E on the end. Query. He wants to say query, and I'm maybe I'll just go with it. Yeah, that could he be likes like, query. That could be like your alias that you take with you to wherever super you Super query. Yeah, super query. Oh, super query. I'm like, super query. I'm super queer. You're super queer, and I'm super query. <laughs> well, not super queer. I'm like the the Midwest levels. I'm a superpower. Like you're like the Superman. Like, I didn't mean it like super. Oh, I, I, didn't. I don't think that's I, an insult. No, no. But no. Uh, you were taking it back a step. I was just thinking superpower. So career. funny, funny enough, like talking about like this really does like even talking about like being super queer in the Midwest really begins to bring you into compassion, uh, which is, is what we're talking about today. Wow. Yeah. See, see what I did there? Uh, so my kids, um, I can't. Yeah, just, okay, just no, bring it up. Just, I can't bring it up. I'm, yep. You can't. No, you can't. You can't. I can't. As their mother, I can't. I was gonna, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. it's in terms of compassion, um, their lives and their yeah. roles are their lives and their roles. And, exactly. Uh, well, and that's one of the, like, that's one of the interesting things about, uh, spiritual. You can talk about that, actually. Well, Compassionately, like, one of the things that I've learned, um, that you can't out your children. You, that. Well, you, you kind of just did. No, I've learned that you can't. Oh, agreed. Um, out them. I'm not saying anything about any of my children. I'm just asking you as, as, oh, as yeah, growing yeah. up in a household. So that's, it's like, um, just because somebody's out to you doesn't mean they're out to the world. And especially yeah. with kids, um, you, you could be out to a teacher, but not out to your own parents. So it's a very, you, even though you know something, you have to hold on to that knowledge. You can't, yeah. it's a very interesting it's also, in terms of compassion yeah. and to be compassionate. Mm -hmm. um to understand that yeah. because there is a big part of me that is so damn fiercely proud and i don't give a shit mm -hmm. but that's about me your and not pride, about them yeah your pride is not the pride exactly. of your children um, exactly. and, that's not to, and that's not to say don't be proud if uh some it's of not you my choice. if some of you out there don't know it is june uh which is pride month which is why you're seeing rainbows all over your feed if you had any <laughs> question about it so an interesting note, I just want to... Um, I've been doing the rainbows in yoga. I want to talk about... Like, rainbow, rainbow yoga. Talking about compassion um, and pride, since apparently that's where we're going, uh, where we're going today. Um, when I first came out, I... It was a very weird experience for me um, because the first person I came out to in my family was my brother. And it wasn't really my choice. Oh, uh, Yeah, so my brother was dating this girl... And I had met her and her mom for the first time. And my brother, like, just because, like, my brother. Did you like her? No. Okay. I didn't like either one of them, to be, to be you honest. You didn't like your brother either? Oh, no, I love my brother. Oh, okay. I thought she meant It was actually, brother. it was, I, okay. I loved my brother when we were both out of the house together. <laughs> the oh. further, the further I moved away from my brother, it seemed like the better our relationship got. Interesting. But, but so I was over at his house. And up until that point, like, I had started transitioning in terms of pronouns like I didn't say like oh I slept with this girl I would say like 
uh, either this person, I would use like they and them pronouns and I was getting really good at it. Um, but I was a very, uh, I had a very voracious, voracious, is that the word? Voracious. Voracious appetite. Uh, yes, voracious. In uh, certain aspects. And when I was talking about these aspects, uh, exactly. When I was talking about these aspects with my brother, his girlfriend, his girlfriend's mom, his girlfriend's mom started talking about how I was like manipulating these women. And it got me so flustered and so like uneasy because obviously that's not the case. It was always consensual. Um, and I got so nervous and his mom's like, are you gay? And my brother came up and gave me a hug. Oh. And so like, yeah, and it was like, yeah, we've been super cool. I got super nervous and like GTFO'd, yeah, yeah. GTFO'd the situation. But like after that point, like, okay, you're out. Obviously running away from the situation does not say no, you're wrong. <laughs> it says, oh my God, I'm fleeing. You're out and this I'm is... running back in. Thank you very much. Goodbye. Yeah. So, uh, so that was, yeah, that was. How did you come out with compassion towards yourself then? Because uh, somebody outed you, but how did you come out? It, or did, was it with compassion? Was it, because that's. Oh no, I ran, I ran, I ran away between, both times. <laughs> no, 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 but there's a difference between being outed and coming out. So that's that's well, really different. That's kind of what we were talking about. And yeah. a lot, you're not, you can't out people. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. But you can come out to people on your own terms. Well, it's, it's, when I was coming out, it was like, I needed to be okay with it. And so the, when I came out to my parents, which I'm honestly not sure like this event, I know I came out to my brother first, and it could have been three months later. It could have been a month later that I came out to my parents. I don't remember. I remember it was September. Uh, it was uh, Thursday in September that I came out to my parents. I did it in an email. And why I did it in an email was because my parents, my mom was with my dad in the uh, semi-truck at the time. And I remember that Tuesday I had a counseling appointment and was like telling my therapist, like, they don't need to know about this. This is like my private life. Like, they don't, they <laughs> don't my need- my parents, but they don't, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're like, in, unless I was in a serious relationship, it really didn't matter. And then uh, on that Thursday, I was like, oh my God, I need to tell my parents. And so I think it was either Thursday night or Friday morning that I sent my mom an email. And her, her the first place she went was, oh my God, is that why you've been going to counseling for so long? And I was like, no, that's no. That's because of you, mom. That that would <laughs> be you. That's because of all the other. Mother. That's because of all the other issues in my uh, But then, no, but then, no, you're you're. No, I'm not. I'm but, just making a joke. Oh no, but that I mean that's kind of that's kind of the thing. Is that and then, uh, she sent me another like she sent me that email and then I sent one back and I was like no a lot of it like for for all like some other issues and stuff like that and then I didn't talk to them all weekend. Mm. Um, because I was so nervous about how they were going to react. I called my dad on Monday morning and it was like a big, like a big show in my head that like, oh my God, I don't know how this is going to go. And then the only thing my father said was, are you done ignoring us now? And like, I obviously knew my dad knew because he was in the truck with my mom. And mm -hmm. if you know my family, we don't keep anything to ourselves. So yeah, and speaking of 
compassion, like in that whole coming out process, it was when I actually had a conversation later with, uh, with a family member, I'm not gonna reveal any of them, which is, and he just revealed the gender, but revealed like, we're in a much different place than, than we were then. And as you can understand, like I'm, I grew up in the Midwest, very uh, Christian dominated society, like uh, the fictional Christian ideal that a lot of people get in their heads, or at least what I see is fictional. Yeah, it's, it really is. Uh, it's different, but it's... Yeah. So they, uh, he had just said that he was okay. He wanted me to be happy and whatever made me happy was great, but he didn't believe that being gay was, uh, was right. And it's purely this, this indoctrination mm -hmm. into it. And like relationship has changed since then. So it's not like, uh, it's not like that instant matters, but that's the moment when it was that, that I would say I really started having passion for myself in that respect. Like, it's a weird thing because it's like, I did not believe what they believed and I understood that's where it's coming from. So it's like, no, it's, it's okay. You're okay. You're fine. Like this person. You don't take their stuff on. Yeah. And their baggage is their baggage. They're mm -hmm. it, leave it over there on them and don't make it your own. Yeah. That is really. So for that age and, and oh, I, you also have to realize this happened when I was, gosh, twenty two, I think. Yeah, my kids 22. are twenty two now. That's a yeah. very yeah. So um, I was in college and already away from home. So like I didn't have any of the any of those like fears of like, being booted from my family because I'd already like you booted yourself. Well, no, no, no. Kind, no, kind of. You I mean, were out. Yeah, I, I was, I was I, out of the house. So. I booted myself from my family. I ran yeah. all the way to New York. Um, I just, I needed some me time. And she never left like so many people. Well, you did leave. I, I left. Kind of. Kind of, sort of, for a little while. <laughs> Trying and to leave I again. And I may <laughs> yeah. leave again. I'll, I'll be rooted here. You, yeah. you have me. Michael has me. Lisa, Melody. Okay. I, I got peeps here. Anyone else love like when they open up to the right page in a book? <laughs> it just makes them so happy. <laughs> so on that the the subject of coming out, I will I will out the one child that, that is reasonable to out because you don't out them. Um, I didn't like my son didn't have to take take me to lunch and say, "Hey, mom, I'm a heterosexual." Yeah. We did. We didn't have a. We didn't have to have. Or a my brother. My brother never had to like. There was never sit a, down. You never had to have that conversation. And I've kind of always felt like you, I don't, I don't should very often, but it, that. And also teaching child, me not to should, I should put that out there. <laughs> I'm working on the shoulds with him too. But I don't feel that a child should have to come out to their parents. Like, I love you no matter what. Mm -hmm. I don't, I, I accept you no matter what. If my heterosexual son had, Set, doesn't have to sit me down and say, "Hey, mom, I'm heterosexual." Then why should anybody else have to do that? Gabby, are you gonna have a are you gonna have a coffee with your son and tell him you're heterosexual this week? I think you should. Um, my kids are on to me. They know that I'm <laughs> kind of sort of heterosexual. Yeah. 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 I understand that. So, actually, it's really funny because like I opened up. Don't this let you kids open your phone, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Don't let anyone open your phone. <laughs> 
so it's really funny that we go into uh, that we start talking about compassion, uh, talking about both the outward sense of compassion, like uh, which I think like I, I was lucky to have. I, I will say that I was so lucky to have the parents that I had uh, because uh, they were compassionate. Yeah, they were compassionate, but it's it's like because they like they had the appropriate. I, I want to say they had the appropriate world knowledge to have that compassion, which I honestly in the Midwest that's saying a yeah, lot. Well, I've been yeah. They were both in the military, which generally gave them a worldly experience. Which gave and my dad was a truck driver. My mother also read hardcore erotica novels, um, which <laughs> that's did, what we we have to write a hardcore erotica novel. Be, which does not always which concept. I think very little has strictly heterosexual relationships, so <laughs> it it worked out. <laughs> Uh, I thank Erotica for my mother's compassion. Yes, thank you, Erotica. <laughs> so, uh, but on the other side of that, which is where uh, Julia actually starts the chapter. Okay, one second. I forgot. I forgot what we always do when we're starting out. Let's talk morning pages and artist date, and then we're going to go into. Did you guys. ever introduce that we're this is the shadow artists? You said Josh Bell and Gabby. Yes. Yeah, okay. Sorry. Yeah, I started with the shadow I'm, artists. I'm really. I, hey guys, if you didn't realize, my friend is Jesse's dog. For the first 10 minutes of this show, this is the Shadow Artist Experiment. Uh, and yes. <laughs> Josh and Gabby. <laughs> uh, so, seven for seven this week. Um, no, seven for six, because I didn't do it today. Okay. I got here late and then was watching Sailor Moon, so. Well, you can still get today. I can still get today. I'm, um, so, I am off track this week. That's okay. It, it is in, uh, what I am noticing is I got busy, and this keeps the ebb and flow with Artist Way is waves of busyness happen. You got busy this week too, mm -hmm. and waves of busyness uh, are happening. And, and the I let go of the systems that I put in place. The doing the morning pages first thing in the morning, mm -hmm. and doing my to do list every day, and doing my calendar every day. All of that went out the, the door because mm -hmm. I had so many to-dos, I didn't have time to write the to-do to -do list anymore. And Did it throw you, here's, here's a question that I have about that specifically. Did not doing your to-do list help or hinder you as a whole? Like, look at it as a whole. Because there's, there's something to be said, like certain people have to-do lists and find themselves so trapped by their to-do list that that's why I asked a question like that. Did it, or a little bit of both? Because that's also. So I have a creative spirit and I'll Perfect. always have had, and I've always uh, rebelled against structure. Mm -hmm. So that's my resistance is, has always been against structure. And we've talked about a structure for fulfillment. I, to the point where structure for fulfillment was something that I learned in my landmark training, I couldn't find the word. I would say recipe, uh, measurement. Um, I, I couldn't find the word structure. My brain blocked it completely. That's how much mm -hmm. I resisted structure was I couldn't even say the word mm -hmm. or bring it form it. And so yes, for me, structure is important. Within structure I find freedom. And when okay. I let go of and and I got a lot done this week and I was busy and, and it was a great week in, in that. But I know that I got to this place because of the structure that I put in place. Okay. So I need to re I need to regroup. I miss, yeah. so far, I, I'll get to it today, but that's exactly what I'm saying, is my morning pages have been afternoon pages, and it's different. It really is different, because mm -hmm. 
the morning pages is just is a very cleansing and cathartic yeah. meditation. Afternoon pages is getting it done. Yeah, it's also like bringing in the morning, but also progressing the afternoon because you're not you're not and dropping she, everything. You're, she did this for a reason. It's yeah. the morning pages for a reason. Again, which, structure. Which I do want to state, guys, uh, we are all for getting the three pages done. And mm -hmm. yeah, I'll do I am, mine I am this gonna, afternoon. I am going to call you out a little bit because you were like. You're so you're so adamant of just getting it done when we started, and now you're like, guys, you gotta do it in the morning because it's no. okay. So <laughs> I, I agree with like getting it like doing the work, uh, but I you asked, and yeah. I'm saying I notice a difference. There, mm -hmm. it, the quality of the exercise is changed, mm -hmm. and it's not her intention. Her intention yeah. is for morning pages. There is a meditative process to it. It, it once you get the morning pages done it's like you can get on with your day and it's almost like giving yourself a fresh start yeah mm -hmm. you're purged yeah. and you get to start clean and i haven't been starting clean i've been literally getting up at, with my phone at seven o'clock in the morning and just hitting the ground running and not getting out of bed and, and starting all the work that i have to do yeah and so that all that meditation everything has gone out the world the window with it yeah and there's a so julia as far as i know she uses this in like a lot of her uh a lot of her programs that she does in her books because i i started reading the prosperous heart and i actually feel like some of the restraint uh the like the restraining aspects are gone for me right now uh because i was really uh resigned to kind of put it off because i didn't have like i felt so monetarily insecure <laughs> so like i didn't have like I didn't have uh, money in my bank account. I was always like having to resort to using like aspect like credit, which is something that uh, you don't do. The Prosperous Heart is debt free. Like, oh, interesting. Because I've been thinking about getting a credit card. Yeah. I am debt free. So and I have no credit. Yeah. The entire the entire point of like there's different different than um, I just bring this up because we might do it down the road. So who's ever listening can totally hone in on this. But she has very similar like weekly tasks. She has. Uh, the morning pages, which is what uh, what I was saying. Like she puts it in everything because it has that purging aspect. She also has a five minute silent period in the morning and night, uh, so ten minutes total. AKA meditation. Or uh, meditation, prayer, mantras, affirmations, anything that is uh, quiet. Like finding ways to quiet the mind. And prayer is a definitive form of meditation. Uh, she has a twenty minute walk twice a week, and then not spending any money on credit cards um, or anything like that. I don't have one. And that was one of the things that like, but it's also like borrowing from people and things like this. And then finally for the Prosperous Heart, it's counting where you, for the 10 or 12 weeks, you write down everything you spend, uh, which is another so thing. So is this a way that you're integrating compassion for yourself right now is by yeah. doing the- Yeah, by like making the steps to move- Move towards abundance. Yeah, because I think like, we, we as a people, I feel like, are so inundated with uh, spend, 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 and the capital, like the capitalist idea. And the opposite, we need to be making money. Our work needs to be moving for profit. Uh, and then, like spiritually speaking, there's the other side of it, which is also like, well, if you're living a life of service, you should be living this like monastic monastic lifestyle of and look what comes after it shit monastic lifestyle yeah mm. but but you know what i mean like there's like the spiritual community kind of had like 
has still has that stigma. I think that the spiritual community is evolving. The book I agree. Industry I agree. Is, I agree. Is, is um, embodying Christ as as and divinity as yourself, and there is a joyous aspect to, to it, and it is not. It's, it's your divinity speaks to their divinity. Your light yeah. speaks to their light. And, um, and there again is that compassion for self because if uh, when like when I just when I discuss Christ, I'm talking about like much like you are right now, Christ consciousness, this idea of enlightenment, which is both Eastern and Western. Uh, if you see, if you if you can uh, see the parallels there. And I think that's what's so interesting because that also is the embodiment of compassion, compassion which Christ, allows yeah. for, uh, and even if for you, love of self. Yeah, even if you go into biblical standards, Jesus Christ was a compassionate, mm-hmm. very compassionate. And, I also um, like to think he was really sarcastic. Like, I mean, that's gotta be- That's, that's Monty Python's Jesus. Come yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, I, uh, I really think that that was, that so yeah, fun. me, um, I, I, did, I got out of the, the morning pages cycle. I do think that I need to get religious about it. Nice. Uh, and bring them back into the morning pages and not afternoon pages. Yeah, I and I, I missed two days this week, which I haven't really done ever. And I, uh, I did not miss. You missed one. Well, I missed today. So today, today, yeah. But but I started but I started last Friday, so like this week I've done all seven. But next week I'm already one, one down, behind. <laughs> one behind right now. So uh, and if uh, you are not on the Playful Wellness community, uh, who knows that we had a really interesting artist date this week? Oh, uh, we, we had so much fun on Monday. Uh, we had been talking about it since. Our first artist date, was it the first or second artist date? I think it was our second artist date. I wrote this one down in, I, I, was it before that we were supposed to come up with a full day artist date? Yeah, I think so. So I wrote this the, this down as a dream to do with you, but I didn't get to it that week. But we also- the full day artist date. I, did, I think we also talked about it when we went to the Met. Because we, mm-hmm, we, about about, about, we talked about the Cloisters. Mm-hmm. But it was actually super special because uh, I, w- I would say that Kelsey herself would be considered an artist date. Uh, uh, and, and yes, an artist way and impact and all of that. Yeah. So, yeah. so uh, Kelsey uh, Gordon, the Vedasaurus on Instagram, joined us uh, this week for our, for our Cloisters artist date. Uh, I, and it's really funny because both of us have had like, uh, the last unicorn in our in our head all week this it's week. Late. I was going by Helen's Pizza on Newark Avenue, and I'm texting you, and the guy is <laughs> on his guitar singing the last unicorn. I'm like, yeah. it, that song will not leave me this. I know, week. and it's been like stuck in my head so, so often. So, guys, at the Cloisters is the last unicorn tapestries. Yeah, and it's so. And so Josh got to see them. He yeah, hadn't, he hadn't done it before. No, and it was so good. He was mind blown. He's like that one and that one, and then of course the last unicorn tapestry is there, which is like. Ah. So, that was amazing uh, because so when it, when I was in college, um, my comp two professor always talks about this idea of uh, like experiment exper- experimenting thing. Like it, when you go, oh, so okay, take a step back. I don't know what I'm saying. He was talking about your inability to actually see most sites uh, out there because like, if you, unless you stumble upon the Grand Canyon, you're gonna compare 
uh, you're mentally already comparing it to the pictures, to other people's experience and all uh, this. My parents actually took me to the Grand Canyon and they told me that you're going to see a tree or something. I don't yeah, that's exactly what I'm talking about. And, and so that I wouldn't have any preconception of it at all whatsoever. And so that they did exactly that yeah. for me. So that you get there and you're like, what is, yeah, it's the Grand Canyon. And I always try, so when, I, when people come to uh, New York, one of the first things I always do is take them to, take them to Times Square. But very specifically, I don't tell them uh, where their do yeah. don't tell them where their first stop is. I always take them on the subway. So when they come out of the subway, they get to see Times Square for that. Uh, these unicorn tapestries are one of those things because I didn't know that they were there. I didn't know like I didn't know these tapestries actually existed. I thought they were like cool moving images on uh, <laughs> the last unicorn. On the last unicorn. So it was actually it was it was a beautiful thing uh, to see and experience. Um, and Kelsey was a beautiful thing to see and experience. Kelsey, Kelsey, if you're watching this, thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, it was, she's a kindred spirit for sure. Definitely. Fellow Aries. And also uh, gave us some really good insight, uh, gave us some really, re really good insight into like how she went through this overall process. So she's done Artist's Way more than once. And so she had done it like we did it. Uh, and then she had spread it out over a 12 month period. And I, it was really great to hear her talk about that because I have come to the conclusion that I'm gonna, I'm a convert for life. We're gonna stick on the religious thing and <laughs> Artist's Way is, the, there is so, the, the compassion so compassion was more grounding than strength. Strength was way yeah. up here for me. And compassion brought it, brought it down. And she starts the chapter with exactly what I've done in my entire life. And I know that I've been doing it. And I have called myself lazy. That is, and she talks about it all the way through the, the chapter. And it's so good to know that other people have done the same thing. <laughs> this is a, a normal, Thing, but I have labeled myself lazy my entire life. And I know that laziness was really just fear, cover, camouflage fear. So I, I have that understanding. And at the same time, I have chastised myself for years for being lazy. Just lazy. I had two sets of twins. I nursed them both. I raised them. I mean, I picture, I picture goddess-style images of you nursing both your children. <laughs> <laughs> the wolves, Romulus and famous. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the big part of it, like the big part of this is uh, what you're talking about is that fear. And that's kind of what it comes, what it comes down to is like, we have a lot of fear when it comes to possibilities and where we're going and what we can do and what we can accomplish. Creativity or, is vulnerable. Yeah. It's like, it is birthing. It, you're, you're, it is an open and vulnerable process. And we talked about last chapter that, you know, going to the precipice, which you've been trying to do all week, by the way. And that's why you're in such resistance is you're not listening to Julia, baby. Uh, so it's going to, we, and as creatives, of course we take ourselves to the precipice because the precipice, the mountain, whatever it is, is that giant and, and the, the, the culmination of that creativity. So we always go there. That was nicely timed, Gabby. Yeah. Gabby's, that was Gabby's phone uh, for those people who can't see or weren't listening. 
but but no, I, I agree. It's it's and it's not even a the journey is you know the journey is the story. Like you know what I mean? Like it's not it's not about the destination. It's about the journey. Yeah, but the journey is still the meat of it. <laughs> the journey is still. Uh, your 15 adventures that you're going on to make it to the precipice. So as a creative, I think, like even the journey, and I know she talks about baby steps, but like as a, as a writer, I'll, I'll talk specifically about that. As a writer, the journey is still the meat and still the palace and still the adventure. Well, and as a creative, so the journey of creativity, being creative is a joyful experience. So if you can just stay with the joy of creating instead of creating your own drama, which we're also really good at, and stay in that, that's that's where, so the me that started this was depressed and compulsive and obsessive and- You're still some of those things. I'm all those things. Well, I'm not, <laughs> but the depression has lifted. Yes, I'll give you- For now, the depression has lifted and I'm a happier human being and what the, the secret sauce to that is I opened up the flow and allowed myself to dream again. Yeah. That was the first, that was the first baby step is to, and it, she pushes you into it and you don't, it's, it's like putting a toe in the water. Is this real or is it not? Do I even want this? I don't know. I'm going to write it down because she's telling me to write it down, which is also what I did this week. Uh, she's now asking us with compassion to look at our u-turn yeah and i've already started a u-turn um i'm ahead and behind on my u-turn and with the task this week and you said you've resisted the task i, uh, I did the i task did too i did i did read them and i looked over them and like I, if uh i want to talk about like creative u-turns because i think uh those are really important um okay. as a whole i do uh before before we get into that however i do want to say that it's really interesting how uh, there's a, there's a parallel going on in in my mind, and I'm going to bring it up because you're involved in why I have this parallel in my mind. Uh, Gabby has a book group called the Mind Blowing Book Group, and they're currently reading uh, the Untethered Soul, and I am reading this book with them, and I am reading ahead because because you're untethered. Yeah, because I'm untethered. I don't listen to rules. Um, but one of the things that he talks about in uh, part two is he really talks about uh, the heart being the center. And he really goes into this idea of being present. Um, mm -hmm. And he does it in this wonderful way. He's talking about like driving a car down the street and how you're taking in the trees, you're taking in the cars. And that's a wonderful experience and how like you take it all in and you're kind of letting uh, the energy flow through you. However, until you see this blue car that kind of looks like your boyfriend's car and then you go buy it and you kind of know your boyfriend's supposed to be at home, but then in the front seat, these two people are like doing things that they should not be doing in the front seat of a car. And that, was, that your, was that your boyfriend? Was somebody else? And you get this whole, like, you get this stuff in your head and this, yeah, you get this story and he's talking. It takes you out of. It takes you out of the presence, but then you're like, okay, maybe like it couldn't have been like, but the thing is, is that this is, this is no longer being present because you're taking in that mm -hmm. moment and you are internalizing the fact that that could have been your boyfriend with somebody else and he didn't tell you about it because you know, everyone has different types of relationships. We are meaning making <laughs> machines. And this is, this is part of what the artist way teaches you. And it's something I didn't see until like we're talking about right now is the idea of being just present with your creativity and present with yourself. Um, 
a book that Mind Blowing Book Group did before was Joe Dispenza's Breaking the Habit of Eating Yourself, which I'm not fond of that title, but it was a it was an yeah, extraordinary book. Yeah. It, and he also says getting into creator mode is where you want to be. And that's that's I feel like the whole idea of Artist's Way, everything that Julia has been guiding us to is being in creator mode because creator mode is where the joy is. It's the joy of creation. But like I said, it is an incredibly vulnerable experience to be in creator mode too. That you have to open yourself up. And so that the other side of creator mode, of course, is this fear aspect. So it's a push me, pull me dichotomy of expanding and then the fear creeping back in, which is what she's talked about this whole chapter is that she starts out, she's like, you're gonna wanna quit this this chapter. You're gonna wanna quit. You're gonna face some resistance. It's week nine and you're, yeah. and this out and in is it definitely, both mm-hmm. of us had trouble with the task this week. Yeah, I think, uh, and right before we go into creative U-turns, I think a really good overall affirmation for that embodies this week is it's all okay. Um, and that's not, like that's very broad, but when talking about compassion and talking about being present, like no matter what, uh, no matter where you are, uh, you have yeah you have made it to, you have made it to this point. You have gotten through everything else. You're getting through this very moment. Uh, it's all okay. And when you when you start thinking of things like that, um, when those thoughts come up or when those blocks come up. Uh, it can help you, it can help you, I think, I feel like it can help you be more present. Now, granted, you still have blocks, and moving through those blocks is always a little painful, which they t- which uh, the writer talks about in the untethered heart, whose name I can't remember, my book is all the way over there. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's like, and opening up your creativity, as we've learned, is not an easy process. There is you, a- I think you got unblocked this week, and it rushed. Like there was an, there was a culmination of things happening. So things were culminating and um, it was almost like you were getting spring and fall at the same time. So you were getting this rush of new ideas happening while the good seeds that uh, you have planted are culminating into something and it just kind of overwhelmed you. You got a sense of, and you wanted to pull back from it and pull away from it. And, and I didn't because that's not the kind of the person I am. I give myself like 10 minutes. Well, I, to be fair, my conversation with Gabby, which ran probably about 30 minutes plus an additional time. So I gave myself like an hour to like be poor, poor, pitiful me. And then I went in the other room and started working because I am nothing if uh, constant vigilance. <laughs> and you're relatively self-aware, so you caught it. And, oh yeah, and I even told you, you I was like- I'm self-aware of people around you that are like, hey, Josh, just go with it. You're okay, it's Gabby okay. Gets, Gabby gets annoyingly chipper <laughs> when she's like, being nice yeah. and coaching and it's like uh, no Josh Gabby. is the other way he's like tough love Gabby tough love well yeah and it's like it's it, the weird thing is like Gabby I just want you to be telling me what to do I don't want you to be happy would you tell me what I need to be doing okay. well okay and you can be a request for the coaching but you one of the reasons why I was shipper with you at the end of this week is you are so resistant to coaching this week too well so it's because that Yes, but it's also like, it's one of those things. So I just wanted to pump you up. And you did, you made a request to be pumped up. You're like, I just need somebody to love on me right now. Yeah, it's- You just needed some love. It's also, 
talking about like things coming in, um, and I don't know if other people have felt this way, but like when you have when you have a lot of people pushing like knowledge on you, and it's stuff that you might not want to hear, uh, you might need to hear, but then you spend a week of having to hear it. You don't get less resistant as the week goes on. <laughs> You're like, I've heard this already, and I don't want to hear it again. <laughs> not that it's any, not that it's any less helpful, uh, but there's also this time where uh, Shannon Rose always talks about it as like we have these cycles, and there is a download cycle, and then there's an integration cycle, and then there's like this that international cycle, inter, that inter integration cycle is like. Uh, it's like, like it's summer, it's the summer aspect. Mm -hmm. uh, whereas like talking about seasons, like spring is okay, you're planting all these seeds or you're getting all these seeds planted. Then the summer is where you allow it to all percolate. Germinate. So where it starts like actually hitting you. And like that, that download period, uh, that spring period isn't easy and is work. Just like at the end um, when you're- uh, The harvest. The harvest. So, what you were talking about with me is that like, okay, so I have all these things coming in, telling me what I need to do, what and I'm gonna need to change, up, and then I have things see. coming out. So it's like, it's exhausting and it all hit me last night. Uh, so honestly, like- That's where the, where you have to be careful of the precipice because then you go back to the baby steps and just make it about doing the work and not about the, the yeah, in game goal. It's bringing in that, it's also bringing And she, that was what she was asking. It's the same structure for fulfillment that I was talking about was exactly what she did with the task this week. Yeah. And that's what I want to do with you is create your structure for fulfillment. Because when you can take it down to bit by bit, day by day, then you can stay in the flow of it. And, and also know that, you know, you're good. Well, and there's going to be drama. Well, and this is, this is what she's really talking about is that like, uh, Compassion takes space. Mm -hmm. um, and that's something we always forget about, I think. Well, I always forget about it, is that like to be compassionate with yourself is also to step away. And, the important like, thing that you just said, compassionate with yourself. Yeah. Compassionate with yourself, because I have always been compassionate to other people mm -hmm. and employed compassion there. And that's what I thought this chapter was gonna be about is compassion like directing it to the outside world, which is what we're taught to do, be compassionate. Yeah. And what this chapter really was, was compassionate to self. Well, and one of the things that I think is really important, because as much as uh, this is a book about opening up your creativity as a whole, it's also about like opening up uh, your connection, you just your overall connection to self and your connection with- And your inner child. Yeah. And being able to play and explore and I, that was a conversation that we had is he gives me a hard time for being agnostic. I said it, I said it. And uh, his, his idea of agnostic and my idea of agnostic are different. And he's like, but Gabby, there's magic and you know it. And I'm like, of course, the, the very fact that we breathe air, that we're conscious, that we're here on this marvelous earth, that-, that We're not goo. We're not goo. Like the, this is all just magic, period. Like, that I'm here is magic. It is how I got here that I question. That's it. Well, but, and you're like, well, you know that there's a creator universe, and but 
the human experience for me mm-hmm. is about curiosity. Yeah. And you stay in the exploration and you stay curious. And that and the whimsy of humans, that that is what delights my soul. Like there's I so talking about uh, talking about that and just this will be a slight tangent because why not have a tangent? Uh, there's at least two or three tangents throughout this entire thing. So keep with it. Uh, when it comes like when I and yes, like like you said, it's my definition, your definition of agnostic, but I truly believe that uh, words as and this is as a writer and as a creative that words have such uh, words have a certain vibration when you're using them and it resonates like it resonates uh, and a word like agnostic to me and like like I said different people uh, different mm-hmm. strokes but uh, agnostic all right, I'll say curious. I like curious. I'm I will, curious. I am curious. I'm deeply curious. Yes. J- she is de-shitting me and I am de-agnosticizing her. I, well, the definition of agnostic is questioning, which is curiosity. I, I am questioning. I am mm. deeply questioning and curious. I'm willing to, the, for me, in the, there's a statement, don't walk on my mind with your dirty feet. Yeah. Uh, it's it, about keeping the mind open mm-hmm. to, and so that we can grow. Yeah. Um, sorry, I just, um, I don't um very often, which really, like, I've noticed that I do, and I, I always thought I didn't, so I've watched her <laughs> learned. <laughs> well, oh dear, I, um, I was thinking about how that word and curiosity, like, I totally lost my turn of thought as I was sitting here because okay. I, I ummed and like unummed myself. You so now I'm going to take a U-turn, U-turn and talk about U-turns. Okay. So when she's talking about creative U-turns, she's talking like, uh, just so people are aware, it's like you have all of, like you have everything you need to complete your project. And then you let something be the giant roadblock. Like you let the most minuscule thing being somebody being like, well, you could do this a little bit better. How many times like there's a great up job that would be a perfect fit out for you and you get your resume almost complete and there's you just didn't update, whatever. And you just yeah. let it go by. Yep. Uh, I have done that so many times, so many times in the last year. And it like halts, not just this, but everything you're doing. <laughs> so. I have because then I get into the cycle of calling myself lazy again. Mm-hmm. I didn't apply because I'm lazy. Oh, I didn't. I'm such a lazy human being. Yeah, lazy. Lazy, lazy is a big one. Lazy ass human being. But being. this is what she's talking about: is these little things um, can create these huge roadblocks for us. And when you hit like like anybody, when you hit a roadblock, you go a different way. And that way isn't the way you're supposed to be on. It's if you're if you look like let's use the car metaphor. This isn't actually a roadblock. What it is is a pothole, and it sounds bigger than it is. So this would be like turning away your car and going the wrong way every time you have a pothole in front of you. And in Jersey City, there are a lot of potholes. A lot of U-turns. A lot of U-turns. To keep the metaphor, you are Jersey City, (laughs) and you need to go through those potholes. But I want to talk. Like I really thought about this last night when thinking about like finishing reading off the. Uh, reading through the tasks and talking about a creative U-turn. 
my biggest creative U-turn was I had started working on this project when I was 14 or 15 years old. And about two, two and a half years ago, I finished the rough draft of this project. Now, this project I was working on was somebody else. And so when it comes to like doing the project, like, okay, I have to have his permission. I have to have his name on things. And in the last like year or so, he was like, yeah, just do it. And like, I'll sign it, like I'll sign everything over to you um, so you can publish it and do what you want with it. And I'll be heading the other direction and not caring about it anymore. He stopped talking to me. Oh. Like no connection, no friendship. I, haven't sent him a message like I think I sent him a message last year but it had it's been like three years and like wow I have not heard from him ever since I was like yo we got this draft done and like I got the draft done and I'm ready to like so he had a creative future I don't know if that was it or I don't know I don't know what I don't know yeah I don't know you don't know but it sounds like he he hit so I uh I lost this project. This is something that I had been working on for 15 years. And yeah, it's like now talking about a project like this, like this was the first thing that like the first big project that I ever worked on, um, the first big writing project I ever worked on. And it had gone through seven, uh, 700. I'm exaggerating, like renditions and stuff as I went through it. But I started building a universe around it and tying characters to it and making these characters important. And I had to start from scratch. Like, and granted, some of the, like some of the stuff like didn't have him so involved, so I could like the interesting thing though about starting from scratch though. Mm -hmm. And okay, so that, that's a U-turn starting from scratch. But if you can start from scratch after having already accomplished something, so you did the 15 years of work, well, you have access. I, I know a couple of billionaires um, that have had to start from scratch repeatedly. And the, the biggest difference for them is... Okay, for those who can't see it, I just kept saying she knows billionaires into the camera. <laughs> billionaires and they they get back up dust themselves off and they remember how they did it and they do it again and i think you have the muscle memory josh i will say agreed i do have the muscle memory uh and in the in the same case the billionaires it's also having established the contacts and this is what this is yes. what's so interesting about creatives is that like we have the contacts like well for writers it's like we have all the information in our heads still uh, and we have the connections. It's just the blocks that we have are stopping us from taking the time to either think about it or taking the time to like really, really turn the connection, rebuild the connections is a really good way to do it. Because those connections, those stories don't go away. They don't become less important. They end up becoming the fertilizer for the next, for the next step. Exactly. And, the, and yeah. the, the, it's interesting, it can, be, it can be fertilizer on either way, because we are, if we're blocked, we can fertilize the block. Mm -hmm. We can throw tons of shit and garbage on it yeah. and keep telling ourselves that we're lazy and beating ourselves up and we can stay with that block. Or you, to unblock, you can 
throw some fertilizer on a past project, renew and explore again and expand and, and grow from the growth that you've already had. Yeah. One of the interesting things that I think, uh, that I think this chapter brings up as well is uh, giving in to your own compassion so that you're not judging yourself as you're moving forward. Because I think like when you hit these, when you hit these creative U-turns or when you hit like, when you hit something like that, uh, for, for me, you start blaming yourself and like, what did I do wrong? Shame what and is, blame. Yep. And shame. shame is worse than blame. Blame, blame we can deal with. Shame when you take it, when you internalize it, the laziness is a real shamer. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you, like what you were talking about is like, like what we were talking about building this connection is like, okay, let's say you lose a billion dollar business. I don't know what a billion dollars looks like. Do you know what a billion dollars looks like? No, you, you've seen like- I've seen it for real. Yeah. <laughs> Although let's be honest, it's not actually cold hard cash. It's mostly in investments. Uh, but, but it's this idea is like you come up to these blocks and you, think you made the pothole <laughs> like you don't slow your car down and move through it which is what we all have to do when we come up against these blocks is so we going want back to the car analogy yeah i gave you a car analogy yeah so one of the the best one-liners two-liners is uh that i learned from personal development training uh is Okay, you gotta go get your kids from school, period. End of story. Uh, you are sad, depressed, anxious, but you have to pick up the kids. You put, you get in the car, you put your kid, turn on the keys, you put your foot on the gas pedal, and you go pick the kids up from school. Car goes. And you gotta go pick up your kids up from school, have to do, and you're happy and elated and all that. You put the foot on the gas pedal, and the car moves. Imagine that, the car moves. It's action begets action. And so to get yourself into action, take action. And yeah. if you put your foot on the gas pedal, no matter how you feel, and I can tell you, it might be harder to get down to the car <laughs> when you're sad, depressed, and anxious, and all of that, than when you're happy, because maybe you're bubbling down to the car. But whether or not you're happy or depressed, if you put your foot on the gas pedal, the car moves. Mm -hmm. So it's the action. Mm -hmm. Well, and I think and go through the pothole, and that's what uh, goes through the roadblock. That's what the morning pages and the artist state is all about. Is mm -hmm. that keeping the flow, yeah. keeping the movement, staying in action? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and she actually, it's it's really cool because what I was talking about with her other, like the other task that she's doing, is like in the prosperous heart, is really bringing uh, bringing yourself to connect with awareness in different aspects, like. The counting and the debt-free is making, showing you that you can do this without like using your credit card. Uh, and it helps to have the counting because it works as a counterbalance because you know where your money is going. Um, the same thing with the walking, like two times a week. Uh, it's, it's walking with, like when I, I've done um, the walking before and when you do the walking, you're literally disconnecting from, um, I turn off my, I set my alarm on my phone for 20 minutes because I can look at it after the 20 minutes, but I'm going to get 20 minutes in without it. And you're really paying attention to the world around you. Um, and it's be, like the, like the author was saying, being in the car and taking it all in. Yeah. 
and I'm sorry for my phone ringing, um, everybody. You keep hearing the dings. People are texting me. So She's popular. I'm popular. I'm um, And this is, I think, I love the car metaphor that we've gone with today. That's like the most butch thing we've done here, Gabby, is a car metaphor. Next one we're talk talking about engines. I don't have a car. I, I literally have, have my scooter here. I scoot here. <laughs> oh. Sorry, my scooter. I was, I was freaking out about my phone up here just because uh, I was like, oh my God, it's going to fall and it's going to shake. No, it's not connected. We're using my laptop for this. So, so I got the most extraordinary comment uh, this morning from a friend. She's, she, I, I'm doing this retreat with, oh, there's my line. Retreat with another friend. And, and, then it, and then my phone just went off. It's like, hey guys, you have your next thing in a half hour. We're all, all we're, over the place. We're like, yeah, it's an extraordinary kind of day. So the text said, um, she's so grateful to have Gabby back and that uh, I'm coming out. It will stay on theme. Ooh, but good, good way to bring it back. <laughs> back home, bring it back home, uh, that, that it's, that after a long period of, of not being totally present that I'm back and it's really nice to have me back. I love that. I don't, I don't she said it better. So I, uh, let's, uh, I'm gonna. Our dear Gabby is emerging stronger and better than ever. I love that better than yeah, so I'm, glad, better. I'm glad. I'm glad to. Dynamic and creative spirit and loving heart will ever heal and nourish you. So I love the idea of the merge, the emerging spirit, because I I was always talking, um, like I talked to you earlier this week about this, about how moving forward uh, and being this person that you are now versus the person who even started this podcast, uh, you. Uh, have a chance now to decide who you want to be and where you want to go. That was my resistance this week. And I'm, I'm having, a, she asks us in compassion to look at the, what the dream of your life is. And I'm just not. Oh, that's really funny. Cause we had that. This is one of those synchronicity mm -hmm. things, which I was going to we get were, to. And you were coaching me to it. Yep. And I was I, more aggressive about it. Mm -hmm. Actually, I wasn't, I wasn't no, that aggressive. Yeah, I, was, I actually was kind of aggressive this week. It was a task. And she's like, which okay, is funny you, you know, because, identified it. Now let's, yeah. let's bring it home. What is your overall mission? Mm -hmm. And I don't have it yet. I just the. <sighs> so uh, we'll do like, I'll do, you and I have an exercise to do. When I was, uh, I had, I, I, I do have an overall mission and it deals with superheroes uh, and helping people like level themselves up, is a, level themselves up in the way that they want to. Not like, I'm gonna level you up, but like be who you wanna be and I'm gonna help you be that person. But uh, I actually have uh, some exercises that like, it's, it's a lot of like connecting with, your, connecting with yourself and pulling words. I mean, like that's what like, and I, I, I'll tell this to everybody. It's like, like sitting down and finding what you feel like you have to offer. And like, do you offer community? Do you offer responsibility? Do you offer commitment? Mm, do you Brene offer- Brown says uh, to take it to your two core words, like to the overall, hers are faith and strength, or Brene Brown's. Uh, mine have been love and catalyst. Uh, catalyst over. I like how you say 
have been. I picked up on that. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's time to, and it doesn't mean, because you have pulled these words from the universe, it doesn't mean you're defined for a lifetime. By it's them, also so, because it, it may change. Your, well, and so uh, spiritually, we all have, like, I feel like we all have these codes. We all have these things that uh, we connect with that we can help bring out in other people. And just because, like, these words resonate bigger now does not mean the words go away, nor does it mean that there aren't other words that you can pull in. Uh, so, like, the idea of love and catalyst. Like, I actually, uh, I used the word catalyst as well uh, when, I was, when I was doing it. Um, so, Uh-oh. oh, because you unplugged me. Oh, dear. Uh, my computer is going to sleep because Gabby unplugged me. Um, so I, re- I really think that like, this is one of the big things is also like moving, moving forward is like to be compassionate about, like is compassion opens you up to love. And love is a big one. Mm, and honestly, one. the only, the only means a good thing. The only reason why I, I Creativity would, opens you up to love too. It's true. I gotta say, I would, uh, I would challenge. Which is also you. extremely vulnerable. Here's here's a challenge for you. Um, love uh, should always should always be your focal point. Shitting. I'm like that. That I I am shitting, and I will should that one. Shit. You should. Uh, you should have love. Love for self and unconditional unconditional love. Period. You should have it. I know I don't but I'm working on it. <laughs> uh, but I feel, I feel like that, I feel like that is uh, a center point. And I think this whole book is self-love. This whole book is going back into yourself, love for your creative, love for your inner child, love for yourself. And that is compassion. Is, and like I said, I thought that compassion was gonna be the external. And it is the internal self-love. And maybe getting to unconditional love with yourself, but at least starting with the self-love. I... That's compassion, self-love. I will only... And love is love is love is love. We're done. One more time. Love is love is love. I I wrote a song. Love is love is love is love. Love is love is love is love. You say... Love is love is love. No. So apparently this was our pride edition. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that uh, that sums it up pretty well. Compassion, compassion, love, self love, self love. And no, you get the dopamine no matter what. So you love yourself, you love somebody else. It's all good. Just but get always that, get that dopamine. Love, love yourself first. I will say, like, always mm-hmm. love. I know you don't I like know, you don't I like when I when I make those demanding comments, and I uh, have more than enough moments of not loving myself. Just so you're all asking. like, I always like to be like honest with things like that. Like, I love you, Josh. Oh, I love you, Gabby. Mm. And I love you, everybody out there I listening to you. us. And that is our show, guys. Um, as I say, this is the Shadow Artist Experiment. I'm Josh Bell, and this is the lovely Gabby. You'll see us. Prairie. Gabby. Prairie. Okay, Lisa, I'm gonna be- Lisa oh, Gabriella. Oh my gosh, I'm one of those only one name people. Oh, I gave you two at the end though, because you were being snotty. So I'm I know, Lisa Gabriella. I every time just now. be Gabby. I'm gonna introduce you. Gabby. Every podcast now is Lisa Gabriella.
And oh, don't bring Lisa back. I don't want. I don't want to. No, 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 no. I'm hyphenating. <laughs> you, <laughs> I know. I know where you went with that, and I don't care. Bye, everybody. This is me not loving Gabby. <laughs> this is Gabby. Gabby. Bye, everybody. Mwah. Okay, I'm going to go out. That's it. That's the end of the show. So thank you for listening and thank you for subscribing, liking, and hopefully enjoying our shadow artist experiment. And don't forget, you can watch us live Fridays at 12 p.m. on the Playful Wellness Community Facebook group. So make sure you tell your friends and tune in next time. And you can always follow us on social media through Playful Wellness Community, Gabby Curry Wellness, and How We Begin on Facebook, Instagram, and well, you know the rest.